Thank you for listening to our Love City Church podcast. Visit us online at www.lovecitychurch.ca. We pray that this message encourages you and strengthens you in your walk with Jesus. Hey everyone, I just wanted to wish you a very happy Mother's Day from me to you. To all you amazing moms out there, this is a Mother's Day I'm sure we will never forget. I don't know about you, but when 2020 rolled around, January 1st, thought about Mother's Day, this was not the Mother's Day that I'm sure any of us quite envisioned, but here we are nonetheless celebrating together, and I'm really glad that you're here with us joining together, and I hope that you feel encouraged and blessed as we kind of dive into what God has to say for us this morning together, and so... I'm excited to do that with you, all you moms out there. So appreciate you. You guys are doing an incredible job raising your babies. Um, But, you know, Mother's Day right now, there are a lot of memes out there. I don't know if you've seen some of them scroll past your Facebook page or Instagram or anywhere on the internet, but there's a lot of funny things kind of blowing over different things and funny memes that kind of make you laugh. And it's funny, and it's fun to laugh about it. But truth be told, for a lot of you moms out there, you already had an extremely full plate pre-COVID that was really difficult to balance and it was full and you were kind of struggling just in the regular life and then COVID hit. And now here we are balancing even more things on our plate, trying to spin the plates even faster. And this is a challenging season. Overnight, you went, you turned into their teacher, you turned into their personal chef at all hours of the day. You turned into their class chat, Google chat organizer for all the little class meets that they have to go on. You turned into their very best and most favorite play date because those are out the window now too. And here we are now dealing with all of this on top of already having to do your regular job too. And I don't know about you, maybe this isn't how it goes in your house, but in our house, when I'm trying to work and I'm on a conference call with some work colleagues or with my boss, I'm there and I'm trying to smile and no matter how many times I explain to my kids that this is a work call and please don't bug mommy, it doesn't seem to quite kind of filter through and so there I am smiling and putting on a fake smile for my co-workers well and meanwhile I'm waving my hand like this trying to get it out of the shot so that they don't see but I'm trying to signal to my kids stop destroying each other and ripping each other's hair out just stop and calm yourself while still trying to look really happy and pull together for whatever meeting that you're trying to interact on and give educated adult comments to while your kids are running amok over here then on top of that there's the endless dishes and the laundry and the cooking and the grocery shopping hello how did that turn into even more of an enormous task than it already was meanwhile you're also trying to be that sweet and caring and loving wife to your dear husband at the end of the day who still wants a little piece of your time too needless to say this is a challenging season and for many of you, and for many moms that I've spoken to within the church and, out, and even with my job with the school board, that this is a challenging time for moms. This is a challenging season, and a lot of moms are feeling hopeless and discouraged and lonely and lost and at a loss for how to even move forward in the simple tasks that they've been asked to do during the season. This is a truly difficult time. But just like the video kind of alluded to that we watched this just before this, that you actually do have everything that you need. And this morning, we're going to begin to unpack together what that looks like according to God's word. How do we access that? If, it's, if we do have everything we need, how do we access that? How do we jump into that full measure of what God has for us? And so we're going to look at that together. But 
I just thought it was so cool. Um, on Sunday night, after Ryan had kind of started our Thriving Not Surviving series, on Sunday, if you didn't get a chance to listen to it, I highly encourage you to go back and watch it. It was so incredible the way he unpacked that thought and with some incredible analogies. So I don't want to give do any spoilers for you, but go back and watch it. It was really encouraging. It will really help kind of build on what we're sharing today. But um, he had shared that and launched that series that morning. And then Sunday night, every night we read this devotional with our kids. And it's a devotional by Louis Giglio. I, I highly recommend it. If your kids are into science, it's a great one. And it talks about all these cool scientific facts about who God is and what he's created and all the amazing things that he does. This particular devotion that night began to talk about different animals that God has created and the different adaptations that he's given each and every single one of those animals according to the spot in the world that he has placed them in. For example, there was this one little creature that lives in the desert and it, there is no water in this desert, and but that's okay because it doesn't need water. It could get water from the seeds that it eats. Crazy, I don't know. Then there was this frog who that lives in this part of the world where it gets cold, and so it has this like antifreeze actually built into its skin so that during wintertime when it comes, it doesn't freeze and die. It actually can still continue to thrive and live normally without any hiccups along the way. And I love how that devotional began to actually use the words that, for these animals that they, God made them to not just survive, but to actually thrive exactly where they are. And I think the important part that I loved about the way that the author described it is that each of those animals was placed in a different environment. Just like each of you right now, although we're facing a similar storm together across the world, each of you has a different environment, a different circumstance specific to you and your house and your family and your life right now that is unique to you. Just like these animals, God created them and God created you. So we can be encouraged as we read this, that God actually designed specific details of these animals to actually thrive in the exact environment. He didn't give them an adaptation or a characteristic that was really helpful for some other animal that lived in some other part of the world. No, he gave it exactly for that animal, exactly where they were at. So I just want us to be inspired this morning as we are reminded just through the beautiful creation that God has created and the intricate design that he does know what you need and he knows exactly where it is not by surprise in this season that you are where you're at that you're experiencing what you're experiencing that things are happening out of your control none of this is by accident none of this is by surprise and today we're going to look at how we can actually access this all that we need concept in God. And so let's look together at 2 Peter 1, 4 to 5. And that's going to be our main scripture that we kind of refer back to today. And so oh, let's look at it together. And it says, His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. Through these, He has given us His very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. God has given us everything that we need, but there's something really important in that verse. If we read back again, it says, His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. I know oftentimes, even for myself, it's tempting at times when when something's out of my control or I'm not sure about how to move forward in a certain circumstance or I don't have the knowledge I need, even something simple as how to help my kids with something, I often go to Google. And not knocking Google at all. I love me some Google. 
Google is my best friend. It has helped me tremendously, especially during this season. But oftentimes we run there first and we type in a search and we try to figure out the answers to whatever it is that we're challenged through and we're facing in that difficult circumstance. Or we call a good friend or maybe it's your mom who you call or your grandma, somebody special in your life that gives great advice. And by all means, those things are fantastic to do. But it doesn't say in that scripture to go there first. It says clearly in his word that the way that we can have everything we need is by gaining knowledge of him. And the only way we can do that is to seek him first, not run to these other things first as our first source of knowledge, but our first source of knowledge must come through him. And the only way that we can do that, and Ryan mentioned this last week, and I don't want to encourage it again, I want to say it again, that the only way we can get to know him is actually by spending time with him. He's given us our our Bibles to read. There's amazing worship songs that we can listen to that edifying, lift up and, and remind us of who God is. And we can pray and spend time with him. That is the way that we can actually get to know who he is so that in those circumstances, in those moments, we can have the knowledge so that we can have everything that we can that we need and we can succeed and move forward and see success even in the most challenging of circumstances. Maybe you're watching this morning and somebody invited you to watch it with you and you don't know God, you don't have a relationship with him, but you're kind of piqued your interest that the fact that there's this God who actually does care and does know all of your needs and he's the one that created you and you're interested in how to begin that journey with him. We're going to give you an opportunity today to begin a relationship with him for the very first time maybe, or maybe you've strayed and you once knew him, but you've kind of fallen far from him we're going to walk through that together because it's never too late he's ready and waiting and available and wants that relationship with you and wants you to know him and for him to know you in such a great way that he's able to provide everything that you need physically emotionally spiritually he wants to do that for you and so we're going to give you that opportunity today so this morning whether you're a mom with kids still at home with kids running under your feet still or maybe you're a mom who your kids are all grown up and they're out of the house and maybe they even have kids of their own and you're a grandma right now struggling, sitting at home knowing that your kids need your help. Knowing that your son or your daughter or your grandkids could really use their grandma in their life to help ease some of this pressure and you can't go right now and you can't go and help. Or maybe you're a friend or an aunt or somebody special in, your, in, in their life and you see a mom struggling and you just don't know what to do to help right now. Or maybe you're a sweet dad and you just can't seem to say the right thing to your wife during this season. We are all in this together. And together as we work together and as we support one another towards spurring one another on back into that relationship with Christ, back into seeking him first, then we can truly see all of us really go to the place where we're growing and we're thriving during this season. Women, I wanna remind you this morning Okay, men too, you can listen to. But women, you have everything that you need. That God has actually equipped you to be strong and courageous. You are strong. You are, oftentimes, let's just be honest, you are the backbone to your family. That you are strong maybe when your husband is weak. That, that women have this kind of strength within them that is outstanding. And oftentimes, the faith to believe maybe when, when our husbands don't or or strength in a situation when they can't quite figure it out. And it goes vice versa for sure, man. I'll give you a little bit of credit. But let's toot our horns as women today because it is Mother's Day after all. But one such woman in the Bible that I want to 
introduce you to. Maybe you haven't heard much about her. Maybe you have before, but you kind of forget what her story is. But today I want to introduce you to Elizabeth. And Elizabeth, in the in the Bible, she's an incredible woman. One of those kind of women that is was super strong, even in, in the face of adversity, and who um, had faith to believe even in an, an impossible situation, and was strong when her husband didn't quite have the faith to believe in what God was doing. And so... Um, Elizabeth, she was um, married to a man named Zachariah, who was a priest. And she also happened to be um, a cousin of Mary, the mother of Jesus. So a cool, important lady. And um, if you want to read a little bit more about her, you can go in, in the beginning of Luke and read about her. But it says, if you do go back in Luke chapter 1, it says, Elizabeth and Zachariah, they were called righteous and blameless people who walked in the commandments of the Lord. But then it goes on to say that unfortunately for Elizabeth, she was barren. She couldn't have children. She couldn't reproduce. She couldn't carry on the seed line of, of her family. And so, um, and, and the thing about Elizabeth, it wasn't she was just like a young barren woman. She was um, an older woman. And as Luke kindly writes it in his, in his um, introduction of her, she was advanced in years. So, I, in, you know, if you have somebody that you need to refer to as an old person, maybe you can throw that into your vocabulary. Advanced in years. That, I thought that was really nice of Luke to, to call her that. But she was advanced in years. And here she was. Um, and nowadays, when a woman can't get pregnant, it is really challenging. But there's so many medical options and so many opportunities that kind of allow people to journey down that path and try to succeed at becoming pregnant. For, the, for poor Elizabeth back then, there wasn't any of that. There was no medical things that could help her to get pregnant or there was no option other than just bearing her own child. And for, for so many years, as she was advanced in years, there were so many years that went on and on and on where that promise, that hope, that stirring in her heart to become a mom was never coming to pass. It wasn't happening for her. Then one day, an angel visited her husband, Zachariah, he was a priest and, and he was doing his kind of priestly duties. I'll just kind of give Stephanie version of how the story goes, but he was doing his priestly duties and he was in there and all of a sudden an angel came to visit him and, it, and told him basically, Hey, you and your wife, you're going to have a son and it's going to be awesome. You're going to name him John, all these things. And, and he was like, Oh no, I'm so sorry. Zachariah said this back to the angel. I'm so sorry. I think you've got this mistaken like we're super old this has not happened ever for us like we're not gonna have baby this is not gonna happen and he doubted he didn't have the faith to believe that this could possibly happen in their life because there had been so many years that had passed where nothing had happened kind of like this COVID season I'm not gonna compare it to as many years as Elizabeth but it feels like this is going on and on and on and on forever and is there a light at the end of the tunnel we're not sure how is this all gonna look so many questions so much time is passing and that kind of feeling of hopelessness kind of began to settle in, obviously, to Zachariah's heart. And for sure, I'm sure at some points to Elizabeth's heart and perhaps in your heart today as well. But as we continue to read, it said that Elizabeth, when, when John kind of went home, when he doubted the angel, first of all, he actually went mute. So he couldn't talk anymore until the birth of his son. So he went home and tried to explain this whole thing to his wife. And she believed, she had faith and believed that what the angel had told her husband was true. Now, this is real faith, ladies, because if you've been pregnant before, or maybe you had a wife who's been pregnant before, you know that um, just because you somebody told you that you're going to be pregnant doesn't necessarily mean that you know that it actually happened and, and it worked. We have their handy-dandy pregnancy pee sticks that we pee on, or we have our blood tests that we take, or we 
or we go and get an ultrasound to confirm that in fact you are pregnant. I don't know about you, but I know with my first pregnancy with Brea, I um, took a lot of pregnancy tests because I just didn't feel like it was actually true that I was actually pregnant. I didn't know. And so I just kept, because I wasn't sick or I don't know, I had a really good pregnancy with her. So I just doubted that anything was actually happening there. So I kept taking pregnant. I would sneak out of parties sometimes, but we would go to parties. Ryan might not even know this. And I'd run down to the drugstore and I'd go take some more pregnancy tests because I was like, I don't think I'm pregnant anymore. I don't think it's true. Because you just like, it's just a crazy concept and a crazy thought. And how much more for poor Elizabeth who had waited all those years to be pregnant. And here she is, no way of actually knowing if this is true, but it says that she had faith and believed that it was true. And I love if we read that the kids have been memorizing a verse from Pastor Jesse and Kidsman, but it's in Hebrews 11 verse 1, and it talks about faith and how faith is actually believing something even when we can't see it. She had no no way to see or know that she was actually pregnant, but she had faith and she stood upon the promises of God for her life. But this story doesn't just involve Elizabeth. The story involves her cousin Mary, the mother of Jesus as well. So if we continue to read further on in Luke chapter 1, it said, it talks about how Elizabeth, when finding herself pregnant, kept herself in seclusion for five months. And she said, the Lord has done this for me. In these days, he has shown his favor and taken away my disgrace among the people. Then six months after Elizabeth had conceived, Mary, her cousin, also became pregnant. And she went to Elizabeth because Gabriel had told her of Elizabeth's pregnancy. I love it. There was no Facebook announcement for dear Elizabeth's pregnancy or no little cute card you get in the mail with the little baby bump with the little pair of baby shoes that match your mom and dad's shoes. I know you've gotten one of those in your mail before that are announcing this wonderful, joyous occasion. Mary had no clue that her cousin was pregnant, but I love that the angel said, hey, by the way, P.S., I know this is a bit of a shock for you today, Mary, that you're this young, unwed woman who is now pregnant miraculously, um, but P.S., your cousin Elizabeth, the really old one that could never get pregnant, she's also pregnant too. And so I love that we can just pause in that, just with that thought for a moment as we think upon this whole concept of that God truly does give us everything we need. I love that God, what a sign of his love for Elizabeth and Mary that he placed them in the same family. He could have very well made them perfect strangers whose paths never crossed and they could have done this on their own, but he knew that they would need each other in this season of their life, that they were both experiencing these miraculous pregnancies and that a little bit of comfort of a well-known relative who was a little bit older for Mary or who was dealing with something similar as Elizabeth, that they needed each other, that God knew and he placed them together just like he knows exactly where you're at and what you need. And he's going to provide exactly what you need for your season. So I just love that little piece of how God provided in that moment for those ladies. Then it continues on. If we go to verse 41, it says, As soon as Mary arrived at Elizabeth's home and Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women and blessed is a child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. I love that. I love that interaction between these two cousins. I can only imagine the joy and excitement. And, and just you can just sense the faith kind of coming off of Elizabeth during that. So let's look together at a few of the characteristics and qualities that we see in Elizabeth as she truly allowed God to provide exactly what she needed. It, first, first we see that Elizabeth had faith to believe in God to do a miracle in a hopeless situation. 
She didn't lose hope because too much time had passed. She was a safe place of comfort for Mary. She allowed the Holy Spirit to speak to her and she responded by faith to what he was saying to her. She followed God's commandments and was righteous and blameless. And she went on to give birth to John the Baptist who told the world of its coming savior, Jesus Christ. I love those characteristics, characteristics that we can see in Elizabeth, that we can be inspired by as women. So my question is to you this morning, who can you be a safe place of comfort for during this season? What is the Holy Spirit speaking to you, inspiring you with that, that he's going to use you to do? And what truly could he use you to do in this season of challenge? Like I said before, this is not by accident. And we know, according to God's word, that he works all things for good. And so if he's working all things for good, even this, even you think, I don't know about this, Stephanie. I don't know how he's going to work this for good. No, it says in his word that he does. He works all things for good for those who are called according to his purposes. And so he has a plan for this. So what could he possibly use you to do during the season? The timeline of this is not by accident, just like... It was not an accident that God waited so long to allow Elizabeth to have her son. He, God's timing was so perfect in that because he knew that John the Baptist's arrival and his birth had to come just before Jesus to be the one to announce the coming of our Savior. All of it was designed perfectly. And as we acknowledge that, we see God working, we can have comfort and hope. Let hope fill your heart again this morning as you are reminded that God is in every detail. He knows all of your needs and he is working on your behalf this morning. Hey, Love City Church. I'm Christina and I'm here to share my story with you. I am now a single mother to a wonderful, amazing three-year-old boy named Mason. My husband and I split after being married for five years and together for seven. After the separation, I do admit I did go into a dark place, just trying to get by and be strong for my son. It was in September 2018 that I decided I needed to do something for myself and for my son, not just to get by, but to be able to live life to the fullest. So instead of falling into a depression after the separation, I decided to go back to school to go after a career that I love to do. Uh, going to school <clears throat> full-time and being a single mom, it wasn't easy at all by any means. I am now a certified dental assistant and I have given myself back to the Lord. But giving myself back to the Lord, I was able to trust Him more and talk to Him and just press into Him uh, because He was able to give me strength and patience to be able to go to school and to be a single mother to a little boy. And I was able to put all of my trust in him and I've never been happier where I am now. It's all because of giving myself back to the Lord. Being able to do that was giving my trust to God and being able to talk to him and just loving him as moms, just trust in him and know that he is there for us no matter what. He's there to give us strength when times are hard. He's there to give us patience when the kids are running around screaming, playing when you're trying to make dinner, when you're, yeah, I just want to wish everybody a happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there right now in this hard time. It's not easy, but we can do it. And happy Mother's Day.
Wow, I just loved hearing Christina's testimony this morning of God's faithfulness in her life as she truly leaned in to what God's promises were for her life and truly allowed the season of challenge to be one where she thrived rather than simply survive. If you don't know, Christina is actually my baby cousin and I know she's not a baby anymore and she has her own babies, but um, she will always be my baby cousin to me and I am so incredibly proud of um, how she has allowed God to strengthen her in this season and all that she's accomplishing and I know that God has incredible plans for her and her son and maybe that story kind of connected to you this morning and maybe it's maybe your challenge isn't the same as Christina's challenge that she faced in her marriage but maybe you're facing a challenge that just seems like you just want to give up and you want to give up hope but just as Christina did I my prayer for you is that you will be reminded this morning and encouraged this morning to know that God, in fact, wants to give you everything that you need and He has greater plans for you as you seek Him and as you press into Him that He has great days ahead for you. The, the days behind are not the great days. The days forward are the ones that He wants to bless you in and He wants to prosper you in. And so hold on to that hope this morning. And I also want to remind you, moms, that you are stronger than you realize. You know those little rascals that are running around making you want to pull your hair out? Those little ones, you gave birth to them. You birthed those babies. And let me just remind you of the pain. Maybe you don't need a reminder of the pain, but maybe I'll just remind you. Maybe it's been a few years since you've had your baby, or maybe it's real fresh for you and you have just given birth recently. Bless your soul. Um, but it was a painful experience. They actually, I was doing some research on it, and it tells us that the amount and pressure of pain that a woman feels during childbirth is equivalent to having 20 bones fractured at the same time. That's a level of pain that women feel during childbirth. And you did it, ladies. You gave birth to those babies, and you were... And yes, it was painful, but you came out on the other side, okay, and you've raised them and you've loved them and you've fed them and you've wiped away their tears and you've put band-aids on their scraped knees and you've taught them and you've sheltered them and loved them. You are stronger than you think. But maybe you're thinking, no, but Stephanie, this COVID thing is a little above me. This is a little more than I feel like I can handle and my weaknesses are starting to come out like real fast and really obvious and this is a really challenging time but I love let me remind you and let me encourage you this morning and I encourage myself because I will be the first in line to say hey this has been a season of some glaring weaknesses in my life too nothing like a challenging season to magnify those but in 2nd Corinthians 12 9 to 10 we're reminded that actually that his strength that God's strength is made perfect in our moments of weakness so we actually get to be okay with being not all okay. We get to feel okay with those weak moments. As long as in those weak moments, we seek him first. And we seek his face and we say, God, I need you. I don't know what to do. This is overwhelming. I don't know how to school my kids. I don't know how to balance this all. I don't know how to make it all work. And he wants to remind you today that his strength actually works best in those moments. So let us allow God to use us and to speak to us even in those weak moments. As we end together today, I just want to look at one more lady in the Bible really quick. And it's a lady that I feel like you may have heard about before. And you may have heard about specifically on Mother's Day. She seems to get talked about a lot. But don't tune me out this morning. Because I feel like, especially during this season, a season where across the world it's unique. Every mother across the world is experiencing 
we're all in the same storm together. Like I said before, we're all in our own individual experiences. We're all in our own boats. Maybe the waves are crashing harder on your boat and you have to do a few more repairs, but we're all in a similar storm together. So I, th I feel like we could take one more look at our Proverbs 31 woman this morning. And maybe you're like, oh no, not her. She's so amazing. She does so amazing, many amazing things and I cannot keep up with her. I can't compare with her. I don't weave my own thread or sew my own bedspread or sell stuff at the market. And I get it. She's pretty awesome, and I too cannot live up to her amazing standards. But for a moment, let's just stop and as I read it, consider just one thing. Just one thing that you can take away from who she was and the things that she did with her life and the amazing woman that she was. Not to add something to your already very full plate like I mentioned before, but to simply actually help reorganize and restructure it so that it's an easier plate to balance and is an easier load to bear. I think there's a lot of principles that we can actually glean from her life that we, if we can just add just one thing, because my heart's desire is yes, that you would be encouraged today through this message, but not just that. I don't want you to just be encouraged and then go back to the same and repeat the same day over and over again, like a terrible groundhog day. I actually want, my heart's desire is for you to, to glean and to learn and to pick just one of these strategies that she did in her life that saw such success for her. Pick just one strategy and apply it to your life that you might see a little bit of forward movement and some, and even though this feels like a huge uphill battle that, that your gears will begin to engage and you begin to see some momentum even in this challenging time. So let's read together Proverbs 31 verse 10. It says, who can find a virtuous and capable wife? She is more precious than rubies. Her husband can trust her and she will greatly enrich his life. Whew. Okay, there's a challenge. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She finds wool and flax and busily spins it. Perhaps you can learn this during COVID. Forget about bread making. Let's try about spinning wool and flax. I don't even know you could spin flax. She is like a merchant ship bringing her food from afar. Bringing her food from afar. Do you feel that? Grocery shopping, Costco, just 45 minutes to get in line. She's bringing her food from afar. I feel like we can relate to this woman here here and now she gets up before dawn to prepare breakfast for her household and plan the day's work for her servants girls who wouldn't love some help around the house these days oh, come on she goes to inspect a field and buys it with her earnings she plants a vineyard she is energetic and strong a hard worker she makes sure her dealings are profitable her lamps burn late into the night her hands are busy spinning thread, her fingers twisting fiber. She extends a helping hand to the poor and opens her arms to the needy. She has no fear of winter for her household, for everyone has warm clothes. She makes her own bedspreads. She dresses in fine linen and purple gowns. Don't worry, ladies, you're going to get out of those sweats and leggings one day soon. And it's happening. You're going to put on your purple gown and we're going to have a party. I I've, I'm personally will throw us all a party. Her husband is well known at the city gates where he sits with the other civic leaders. She makes belted linen garments and sashes to sell to the merchants. She is clothed with strength and dignity and she laughs without fear of the future. When she speaks, her words are wise and she gives instructions with kindness. I don't know about you, but that one seriously challenged me, especially with teaching my children. You really have to say it like eight times. Instructions with kindness. I love that one. I'm gonna, that's my personal one that I'm gleaning from her today. She carefully watches everything in her household and suffers nothing from laziness. All right, so let's break this down to our modern day woman. What are some things that you can take away? What are some tools that you could potentially add to your tool belt to make this life and make this season particularly a little bit easier on you moms? Because you guys are carrying a really heavy load right now. 
And maybe this can apply to you too, men. I don't know. See if you can pick one that works for you as well. But remember, this is not something to add. This is something to actually help balance. The first thing that I noticed from what she did was that um, she got up early. And I know, I'm sorry, moms. Sleep is precious, especially when your kids are little. But let me encourage you with something. I encourage you, I challenge you to try to get up early. Try to get up early before your kids wake up. Not only to spend time with the Lord and to read your devotionals. I think that, that's so, that, that, that time is so valuable to yourself to just have a quiet moment where you get to read God's Word and to talk to God and spend time praying. But you may say, oh, no, I'm good. I'll do that at night. I got more energy then. Maybe that's you. It's definitely not me. But maybe you're more of a nighttime devotion girl. Um, but let me challenge you with this. The reason I'm challenging you to wake up early, just as our Proverbs 31 one did, is because you get the opportunity as a mom to set the tone for your entire household. Maybe, um, maybe your house is a little different, but my kids, I don't know, they wake up in all sorts of random moods. So if I allow them to wake me up, someday they're like, woo, mom. And some days they're like, and they're just these little weird devils that wake up and you're like, what is wrong with you? And then that will be the tone that kind of sets your entire day if you're not up before them. So I want to encourage you moms, get up before your kids. Spend just a half an hour. Set your alarm before you know that their typical wake-up time is. Wake up and spend some time with the Lord because you have the opportunity to set the tone for your entire household for the entire day. Don't let your kids set that tone. I want to encourage you to, for you to do that. Another way you can set that tone in your house is by filling your home with worship music. You may not even understand all the depth of what you're singing, and for sure, I'm sure your kids have no clue of what they're singing, but there's something powerful about inviting God's presence into your home, and it brings this calm and this peace that I know that we all need during the season. Another thing you can do is absolutely to pray with your kids, but I wanna encourage you moms in this season, you have the opportunity to pray over your kids, to pray over them, the characteristics, qualities, that you would love for them to see. Maybe you have saw some really nasty ones the day before and you're like, oh dear, this is not going well. And you saw some selfishness for its ugly head or whatever it is that your kid is dealing with, which unfortunately for, I don't know if it's in your house, but for our house, it's oftentimes things that we are dealing with ourselves as adults and it just comes out in them and you're like, ooh, yuck. But this is our opportunity, moms, to begin to pray over them the characteristics that we want to see, that we believe that God can do in their life. We can begin to pray that they would be patient and kind and understanding and hardworking and all the characteristics and qualities that you have not seen maybe the day before. Begin to pray those over them. Begin to speak life, blessings over your children and watch as God begins to do something incredible and, and those begin to happen in their little lives. Another thing is really important is to surround yourself during this season with encouraging friends just as Elizabeth and Mary did in our story earlier we can't say it enough join a group I'm going to say it as it is I want to encourage you ladies if you are not in a group right now join one there are so many that are happening across the city this is your chance this is your opportunity to, to be encouraged to be strengthened to be when you're down for them to lift you up and when they're feeling down for you you to help lift them up this is our time to go together god did not design us to do this alone he designed us to do this in community so i encourage you find a community that you can be encouraged in especially during this season Another thing that she did is when she woke up early, she planned the day out. It says that she planned it out for her servant girls, but we can't do that. So we're just going to plan it for ourselves. But um, 
she planned the day out. And I'm going to encourage you, especially during this season where you're home all day long with your sweet children. Um, it's a long day. There's a lot of hours, a lot of minutes in there for your kids to ask you for a snack or to ask for the iPad or screen time. It, it, and if you have a small kid at home, you know what I'm talking about. And um, nothing drives me more crazy than my children asking me over and over again, what's next or what can I do this or can I do that? And so I want to encourage you, plan your day out, schedule your day out, not only to help save your sanity so your kids don't ask you every five minutes what they're doing next because they can just read it on the board. We have a nice little whiteboard set up at our house and they can go there themselves and figure out what's happening next. And if your kids can't read yet, that's okay. You can just make cute little pictures and they can follow along that way. But allow them to have leadership in their in their day. Allow them to understand like, oh, this is what we're accomplishing as a family. You don't have to do this by yourself, mom. Don't feel like you have all the weight of all of this on your own. Allow your family into the journey of what you have going up in your head because I know you've got it planned. I know you've got it organized. Write it down and allow your whole family to come together and work together towards a common goal to see success come about in your day. So I encourage you, make a schedule. But the most important part about making a schedule is putting some fun things in there. I want to encourage you moms, have fun with your kids. I know the old grandmas always say it, that your kids grow up faster than you think and to enjoy the season. And sometimes when they're little that it just, you just want to hurry up and, and make the next season come. I get it. But I want to encourage you to enjoy the season, have fun with your kids. It's an opportunity to blow bubbles outside and jump on the trampoline and go on bike rides and enjoy playing board games and baby dolls and Lego and whatever it is that your kids enjoy doing. Have fun. Even for Pete's sake, schedule the fun right into your schedule so that they know and they can expect that we are going to do some really fun things today with mom and dad and that this is going to be a fun day and that although there's work to do, that there's fun coming. So I want to encourage you, enjoy those moments and have fun. But last but not least, I think this is very important, is don't compare yourself to other moms. You do you. God created you to be their mom. He didn't ask some other lady to be that kid's mom. He designed you for that job, specifically you. And he knew that you would have exactly what you needed to parent and love and raise that child. And you may feel like you're not sure if that's true right now, but I want to encourage you, it is true. God created you just like he created those animals that I talked about before with specific design adaptation specifically for exactly where they're at. God has done the same thing for you. He's not left you. He's not leaving you hanging and you're not there wondering how on earth this is all going to work out. I promise you that as, as you do, as Second Peter talked about it, and as you begin to gain the knowledge of who Christ is and begin to put him first in your life and seek him first, even especially during these challenging seasons, that he will give you everything you need, that you are stronger than you think, that you have what it takes, that you have the faith. Let faith rise in your hearts today and hope arise to believe and know that you can truly come out on the other side of all of this way stronger than you ever have been before. Amen. Before you go, I want to remind you moms. Okay, by all honesty, you guys deserve a month-long trip to the spa personally for me because I know this has been a challenging season but for today a trip to Starbucks on us will have to do and so I want to encourage you to go to your inbox and check that gift from us to you to say happy Mother's Day that we really do love you and let me give you a little tip go by yourself do not bring your children with you go by yourself and if you are a single mom please drop your children off at my house and I will watch them for you go by yourself and don't be in a hurry to go back home even if you want even if your Starbucks drink is already finished you sit in that car and you take some time for yourself and you enjoy that Starbucks from us. 
Let's pray together. Lord, I just thank you so much for each mom today. And I just pray, Lord God, that you would just bless them where they're at, Lord God. That you would minister to their hearts, Lord. I just ask that you would just come even right now and just bring a peace. A peace maybe that they haven't felt for a while because they've been so busy and worrying about all of the details. But I just ask, Holy Spirit, that a calm and a peace would come and fill their hearts today. As they recognize and are reminded, Lord, that you, in fact, want to partner with them that they are not alone in this journey, that you have all that they need. And as they seek you first, Lord God, would you begin to give them inspiring thoughts and ideas and wisdom and strength and energy and patience to do all that you have called them to, Lord God. May this be a season truly of thriving and not just surviving. We thank you so much, Lord God, for each mom. May they feel incredibly blessed today and loved. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to our Love City Church podcast. Visit us online at www.lovecitychurch.ca. We pray that this message encourages you and strengthens you in your walk with Jesus.